Sorry, we're closed. Welcome back. Another episode. Sorry, we're closed. We, uh, you know, well, listen, we're going to talk a little bit about to start off here with with what we talked about last week and, and little TiVo being taking over the the Instagram account uh, of my personal Instagram account, which uh, is interesting. And uh, but we gave him a go. And uh, I to- texted TiVo after he released Miami Pat. Yes, Miami Pat has been released. It, I have not had nearly enough as much backlash as I thought I was going to get. Uh, let's see here, real quick. Actually, did I'm you get sure. any backlash? I had some people say that was douchey, um, <laughs> but uh, listen, nothing out of the ordinary for me. Uh, that got sent out twenty-eight times. It says. Um, so, it, you know, I can imagine some of those were not super, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. people not saying the most great, most greatest things about me. But what I sent TiVo, which was interesting, uh, which was, it is very clear what people want to see out of me mm. and what my audience, uh, and we had this discussion last week about, you know, you know wh- what kind of audience I has. Why we brought TiVo on to begin with. You know, he is he is knows that demographic well from his barstool days. Now his band days. You know, even a um, a hedge fund. That's similar audience. All kind of the same group. Uh, so we brought him on for a specific reason. And then uh, you know I kind of you know let him run free. And again, it was interesting that you said the the podcast clip that we we talked about. Even the Dan Go, who is huge in that world, you know, fell flat a little bit. But then you put Miami Pat out there, and people are fucking loving it. Uh, so it was it was interesting to see. T, but do you have any um, anything to say about your your podcast clips fa- uh, failing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't love it. I, again, I don't think I never thought we'd put a podcast clip out and it would get fifty thousand views. I didn't think that, but I thought it would compete with your you know your averages of just views alone of distribution like a good mm-hmm. average post it seems for you is that like seven to twelve so mm-hmm. like it would be nice to get the clips there because we we you know put a lot of effort into this each week and so if it can match the effort of you just sitting down and doing a baseball pat bit of you know the trending obviously the trending stuff when you do baseball pat with a trending thing like that that has some fuel mm-hmm. to go and that's great like, yeah but like I don't know. I just I think we both got excited when we did the business pat video and it and it rocketed. It was like, okay, here's something fun, characteristic, personality, but like cool visuals. I was like, and, and you can't make that every week. I get that. No. But I was like, if your audience likes that, then I think there's something there's something else that we can give them besides just the baseball pat Mike Trout strikeout stuff. And so trying yes. trying to figure out where that is. Again, like we said last week, the sample size isn't big enough yet. But that—that's not—it's not how I wanted to come out the gate with a with a Patrick uh, podcast clip that just fell flat. Yeah. I knew the Dan Go one wouldn't play. I knew that. I was like, they're not even because yeah. like it's your feed. People are going to be like, who is this guy? Yep, no, no idea who that is. The baseball pad for reference because I just got—I just looked it up. Baseball pad for reference got sent out 119 times. Okay. Uh, it's lived on the on the on there for a lot longer, so I would imagine that but, Miami Pat's going to have a few more hits. What do, you and, mean, and, business, and Pat? business Pat? Okay, sorry, yeah, business yeah. Pat, business Pat, business uh, Pat. So, yeah, I which one's Miami business Pat? You're talking on your Pat's Instagram? Helicopter, helicopter to video. Philly. Uh, I'll say this. I'll say this because it sat so long. 
sometimes I like I didn't watch it. I just put it up. And then I watched it. Once I put it up, I watched it. I do the classic, like, you know, you watch it seven times in a row. And mm-hmm. and Monday morning quarterback, I'm like, fuck, I would have cut that intro, either cut it completely or cut it shorter. Because, like, it, it just felt like there was too much time before the action. And so that, that – I was, will say this, though. That was the only critique I gave myself. For my, for, hold on. Before you go, Sean, I just want a clarification. For bi- for the business pad No, video? no, for the Miami pad. For Miami. Yeah. Miami pad. Listen, listen, I'm also, just so you know, not opposed to reposting. Oh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, we know. It's coming. Don't don't worry. Like, it's going to be September, like, 5th. It'll be like, people say summer's over, but summer never ends for business. And then just (laughs) cut to the party clips. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what were you going to say, Sean? I was going to say that one of the things I noticed organically uh, was that I went to your Instagram. I'm not 100% sure why, but I went there. Uh, and like the two thumbnails that are out right now, the first two, not including the Dan Go, I, that is kind of weird. You just have a, a a different person there, but uh, <laughs> like those two, like those look like if that was all of the top six ones that I can see right here, that would look like a like a big dog Instagram account, big dog with like like quality thumbnails and like not like like I look at the one on like this one right here of you just on the couch. Right, like I just this looks like gotcha. weird guy on couch. Right, <laughs> we can this this looks like big league, right here, weird guy on couch, mm. and then where is it? You sure about that? <laughs> Are you sure, Are you about, sure that? about that? <laughs> well, we can go in and clean. We can go in and clean, clean up. up. Yeah, I mean, like the day, like eventually, it's up to you. But like, we can go and hide all the stuff that you don't. It's not hiding like in a bad way. Just like, hey, this didn't hit. Like, yeah, no. we're gonna hide this reel and, you know, pin. I would pin your top performing ones too. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it's it's a step in the right direction. Kudos to you for you know letting somebody just kind of take it over and see where it goes. I think. Yeah, no, I was with a uh, a friend of mine uh, when I'd forgotten, as I typically do, which is again another just another reason why I wanted to let you run with it, Tebow, because I get I get like, I'll get my head for a little bit, right? And then I'm just going about my life and doing my stuff and don't, don't know anything's happening and completely forget about not worried about it. And I'm with this, I'm with a buddy of mine and we're chilling and he's like, yeah, you, you posted on Instagram while you've been sitting here. And I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't post on it. I haven't even been on Instagram. What are you talking about? He's like, I'm pretty sure you just posted. And I was like, what? And like, he shows me and I see like the first millisecond of the video and I clicks, I gave TiVo my username and password and I'm like, oh shit, my AmbiPad has been released. And then I saw the 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 chat where you said something. Here, what you said was the opener in our chat about how we're, that something was he- coming or it's time maybe. Oh, it was the yeah, the I, meme for uh, wasn't it? Uh, I'm the captain now. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. And uh, I was I was just sitting there. I was like, okay, here we go, Pat. Lock and load. TiVo is the captain now. Uh, so, but we got, listen, we got it out. We, I think that was what it would have been one of Tebow's dying wishes if he was on his deathbed to get Miami pad out before he is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. So we, we, we made someone's, you know, dying wish happen, even though you're not dying. Um, but I think we're, listen, I think the, the, the overwhelming consensus from last week, and I think Sean is, has a similar mindset with this type of stuff. Uh, as we found out last week, we all similar have fairly similar mindsets when it comes to the social media game. It's uh, the name of the game is just doing things and finding stuff out and seeing the, the certain clips not hit and seeing certain clips hit. We're like, okay, we should do more things like this and less things like that. 
Uh, and I, think I, I don't know if that was my consensus. I don't, what was your consensus then? My, my consensus was... <laughs> well, no, it's not, not necessarily that, but I, I, I think it's... And I don't remember really. I thought I thought we actually concluded this, uh, where it was like what you actually have to do is find a way to, like, like it's you know cheesy as it sounds is like to have that like authentic voice of like what you're actually thinking and and doing as opposed to like trying to you know zhuzh it up for the gram. Yeah, authentic raw is something that I think plays, but I. Th- the, the number one I, I mean obviously we're gonna like we, you want to see like the things that click and like what are the things that people actually want right I think that's important as well um, but I think what they want is that that's that's what I'm thinking well, I would do, before Tivo gets going here the one thing I will say about the authenticity and the raw I agree with I think authentic authentic stuff always and it does sound cheesy it's like I refuse to try I never like to use in business world world I never want to use the word synergy because that just annoys the <laughs> hell out of me yeah uh, but uh, the thing that I like about this, TiVo edited it in a way that might not look authentic or raw, but not a single thing was produced. Like the only, the most TiVo asked me to do one time was wait to get out of the car just so he could get on the other side so he saw me get out of the car. Yeah. Was, everything else was just our night, and we, we went, we had fun. Uh, there was no, there was nothing like you know, bring the steak out at this time. Like yeah. that wouldn't, they wouldn't have let that happen anyway. I mean, I think those videos are awesome and actually authentic. I, and I'm yeah, not exactly. saying about those. I think it's just like as, as a whole, you know, like, and this is where you and I have differed. We talked about this last week where it's, it's where for me, it's, it's less like, let's just get stuff out and like trying to post like X number of posts per day. I think it's like, how can I access the authenticity? And then if I can do that three times a day, it's even better. Um, but that's that's what I that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think you get to authenticity by getting more comfortable posting. I definitely think that is a route, no I doubt. Think just I think sitting on the sidelines is a way to do nothing very quickly. At least in my world, I've always. I, I mean, mean, if you're I've straight up just ignoring posting, like if you're just like I'm not doing it. Yeah, but, uh, but now if you're, I, you get, what's the, what's your thoughts on paralysis by analysis? You just sit there. Well, and you, oh, I mean, I like, I'm this. not, I, I'm not like actively posting on like Instagram and stuff. I am like actively doing stuff on Twitter, but I am, like, I'm like, I'm like actively trying to like shed the, shed the, you know, the layers and the masks and the things that that you know make you, uh, you know, fall into the box and be inauthentic when the camera comes on. And uh, so, like, I don't, I, I think if you're just saying like I'm not going to post because I can't get it. That's that's terrible. Um, I, I'm just I, I like I am acting in a way. I'm acting to produce that, just not by posting. I, I okay, I I understand what you're saying. Okay, here's here's a question for you. What do you have on people that are enormous on social media, and you meet them in person? They're completely different. Yeah. I mean, Obviously look, playing a character online. I think, I think, I think the character. I think the the thing is definitely like a character type thing. Um, I, I am curious to know, like, how, like, what kind of character it is. Is it, you know, is it like a polarizing character, like a, the Liver King? Like, if I meet the if I met the Liver King, is he just like a little dweeby dude that doesn't, you know, doesn't really have anything to him, and he's just playing this like hyper polarizing character? Um, 
I think Andrew Tate's a good good example of that. Yeah, Andrew Tate is Andrew Tate. Like if you is met he him, just he's a just a normal like a, guy that has similar similar thoughts, and he's yeah. just saying things to. Fuck well, I think that and, and like lent like steering into. Well, I think that is really uh, that's a great point because it's like he's steering it, and we've said this. Like he has he's figured out the formula to to get to get pushed out there and stuff like that. Um, and we know how to do it. We could do the same thing right now, right? Like we could just we could just go ahead and do that. But I think it's like what we're trying to do is is grow non douchely right? Like grow and not be like like everybody. There's just people out there that hate Andrew Tate, right? Um, and like you know, it's Tony Robbins is a good example because I'm, while I'm sure there are people out there that are not a fan of him. He's not like he's not getting people to like spew hate and venom at him, right? Like he's like doing, he's being, he's famous, he's he's grown, he's rich uh, for for good, right? And and there's a plenty of it. Mark Cuban, same kind of deal. So like I think like what we're trying to do is not take like the shortcutty, uh, you know, polarizing, you know, easy way. Like the like I always call it like dancing with the devil, right? Or like selling your soul. Like I think Andrew Tate sold his soul for his wealth and fortune. Or his wealth and, and fame, uh, whereas we're trying to build it more, you know, uh, you know, in good standing and in good faith, which is always a more challenging route to do that. Um, like, so I think that, like those guys, if they're doing it that way, then yeah, I think the character play works, and I'm sure there are people out there playing the good guy character, uh, and 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 it's it's effective, but I think most. Almost all of the time, it is it is it is not that. I'll, I was gonna say last point, and then I think we've kind of beaten this to dead horse. Yeah. The, the number one thing I'm actually on Pat's thing scrolling, and so there's 14 like I guess 14 weeks ago we posted a couple podcast clips in a row that actually did decently well. It was the I don't want to post Miami Pat clip. I think there was a Jackson Mahomes clip in there. This one was like I'm the man of Hoboken. It was like that edit, like you're not that guy. Those, those hit, oh, yeah. those hit. These, yeah, down there, and and those those did well, like six thousand, two, you know, one hundred fifty, two hundred likes, thirty two comments, forty nine shares, like that. That interests me, and I and I'm pairing that with you. Actually, go scroll down below that. You had a hot run of baseball pat clips, and I think the number one thing that I'm saying is mm, to build off of what you said of Andrew Tate, Tony Robbins, any successful person, no matter what their strategy is, they're consistent. And I think the number one thing Definitely. that you openly admit, or we all openly admit with this show and this team is like, you guys have talked about a number of times is, oh, I'm all in, I'm posting three times, four times a week, and then I'm down, and then I'm up, and then I'm down. Kentucky Derby, oh, pictures, videos, smoking cigars, and then that was your last something that you did that you were excited to share, and that was six weeks ago, and we didn't have a post for six weeks until Dan Go. And then your next post mm -hmm. is somebody that's not even you. The next post after that's Miami Pat. That's great. But then I, I don't have the inside scoop of the algorithm, but I think it's fair to say that if you don't post for six weeks, you're not going to get that initial boost out. And that's kind of what mm -hmm. I was seeing with like 24 hours after we posted Miami Pat. I'm like, why isn't this getting more of just a general boost? And then it finally picked up a little bit of momentum just on interaction alone. But I, I think there's something to be said about consistency. And that's that. That's where I should come in now that I have the keys. Is like keep some consistent. We talked about you uh, maybe going on Jared's pot a little bit and making some content. Um, so that's oh yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, so that's something that I think between whether it's clips or just interacting on stories and memes. Like 
I think from now until, you know, if you'll have me until the end of the year at Thanksgiving is like, we need to really focus on consistency. Even if it's not the best, most proudest thing we're putting out, whether it's a podcast clip or a baseball pat or a hot take, I think we just need to focus on consistency for six weeks now and see where we are September 1st to be like, okay, we now we took a six week break after the Derby tried to do this podcast clip, new style and Miami pad. It's like, well, let's just be consistent and see what comes out of that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I listen, this is where we're at. And this is why I gave you the keys is because I, you know, I haven't been able to trust myself to stay consistent throughout the whole process. Yeah, And in that six week of the Derby, there's no doubt that I was texting you saying, Hey, try this, post that, you know, this or that. So like, I think that that's going to be, um, I think that's the goal is let's be consistent no matter what it is and see, see where we are. Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to be consistent now. This is, this is, this is the world we live in. Uh, but yeah, fresh, fresh off the press. Uh, if you follow anyone involving Jared Carabas on Twitter, uh, he has mentioned me several times now that is coming as coming back on the show very briefly. uh, We're, uh, we're, we're doing, um, like a segment, I, I one of the reasons I, I talked about this on the pod in, in in the past, and me and Sean actually spoke about it, about how we just it was just I always had to say no like to that podcast. It was like three hours long. It was always like eleven o'clock at night because Jared wants to wait after the game or a series, whatever. And it was just too much. I mean, I felt bad saying no to my buddies constantly. Uh, so a little bit different. We're gonna come on for like a segment once a week, twenty minutes, thirty minutes, uh, talk about some stuff. Uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be beneficial for all. You know, I think that it shows a little bit more of a different side to me, but also uh, I think it's going to help us over here as well. And maybe we'll bring Jared on. We'll talk, talk to him about some stuff um, and, and kind of see, see where, uh, where he's at. But What's the breakdown of that show? I mean, obviously it's baseball-related, but three hours, do they go off the rails and talk about random stuff? Oh, and, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's an interesting show. It does a lot of segments, uh, you know, kind of more like a, like a TV show so to speak, but it's arbitrary segments. They're not they're, I, like when I was on MLB network, he got like the breakdown, a block, B right. block, C block, D block. I it wasn't getting those for Jared. Like Jared, all of a sudden we're going, we're starting to talk. And next thing you know, Jared's creative mind. is like, Oh, we're going to do, you know, the milk chocolate Jake's takes segment. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we were talking about the top 10 milk chocolate candies from the last, you know, three decades. He's good at what he does. Talk about another guy. You talk about playing a character online, Sean. Talk about yeah. another guy openly talks about having social anxiety, but hmm. is a social media, you know, you know, star in at least in you know the United States, uh, at least surrounding baseball. So another guy who's like Kings commercials. I see him all the time. Yeah. However, I will tell say like one on one when there's no there's no. Um, there's no like social anxiety. Uh, it's just like he is that guy. Like he's still we, like he acts the same way you see on that other stuff. But like yeah, in, so, in big social settings, he doesn't. He likes small groups. Doesn't like to be out there all that much. But is cannot stop interacting with people on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, an interesting you know dive into Jared's head at least, and a guy who's who's huge in, in the social media world. But uh, I either. I think we've we've seen there's just so many different ways to do this, but I, I agree with Tebow. The overwhelming consensus you got to be consistent with whatever that you're doing in order to actually have any idea of what's happening. Um, but anything trending in the news this week? Anything go, going on? I think we I know you we talk about this billion dollar lottery that's going on. It, when is the drawing for that? It was, usually Sean. No, it was last was, night. Uh, the golden. Usually Sean's pretty on top of that. Sean, did you buy a ticket? 
No, I didn't. Maybe I will. It's it's, it's, over. it's over. No, it's over. It was oh, last night. Oh, somebody won. Yeah, there's oh, one, somebody, one, did some... one golden ticket uh, winner out okay. in California. Oh, no, I didn't even know. I had no idea that it was happening. I'm, uh, you know, I, I sometimes look at the, the little convenience store window where they tell you how much it is. Uh, like, I, I notice that sometimes. But, uh, I mean, my life has changed pretty dramatically in terms of, like, scheduling and to-dos uh, over the last, you know, month and a half. So, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not on the same wavelength and, and reading the same media uh, over the past two months. Well, well, hold on. Big news out of, out of the Sorry We're Close camp. Sean Light. Now an engaged man. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Somebody came up to me yesterday and they're like, "Man, you took the plunge." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, your ball chain." <laughs> it is interesting how like so many of these conversations surrounding wives uh, are just you know like how many times I've been in a conversation with someone they're like, "Like, oh, you know, you got away from the wife for the dinner." And they'll and, and the guy will come back and be like, oh no, like I don't, I, I enjoy hanging out with her, blah blah blah. And then the then always response is, how long have you been married? And the person will be like, three years. Like, yeah, okay, give it time, give it time. <laughs> you'll you'll be out here and hating it soon. Don't you worry. Um, which is interesting. It's just like, even if they enjoy it, it just seems like you say it just to say it. Like, yeah. oh no, yeah, you right. yeah, say right this shit. That. It's just like go-to sayings. Yeah, it's like talking about the weather. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the, the whole wife, she's you're really busting my, my chops over here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. well, there I am. Here I am, folks. It's, uh, it's, it's a great time to be alive. Great time to be alive. We're talking Sean's bachelor party. Uh, talk about another good opportunity for some clips. Sean's bachelor <laughs> party. Uh, in a perfect world, Sean's bachelor well, I think this is a perfect world for Sean. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we laid it out. Is it yeah, like a seven-story gym and you just work out all day? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, maybe you get a Michelob Ultra after? No, yeah, right. With no, protein powder. This is a dry bachelor party. Um, but it, according to Sean's perfect world, we would have a good West Virginia football team mm. play a Thursday night game that's meaningful, and they In win. In Morgantown. In Morgantown, and they win. Yes. On a Thursday night. So we fly out uh, to Morgantown. We hang out, watch the game. Big night game. We win. Exciting. Everyone's excited. You know, big big times for the, the Mountaineer faithful. We then hop on the, the plane again, and we fly to Nashville, mm. in which we party the weekend in Nashville uh, and then come home on Sunday at some point. Uh, after what will be a phenomenal, I mean, if that that is an amazing weekend if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and and in theory, if we end up doing it next season, WVU has all, has three night games this year, uh, only one th- only one Thursday game, and it's away. And I think every year they try to give you a Thursday game. So if they're alternating, we should be in good shape uh, for for next season to have a Thursday night home game. Well, let's hope. And and you said the team is 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 looking okay. This is where you, you said you're the you know, like I said, this is this is this time of the year where I've been watching enough highlights uh, and random clips and and all you know all of the articles are like positive spin articles, right? Yeah. You know, this was the time of the year where they're saying Jared Daigie's he's got a cannon, uh, and we're like, man, I don't think so. But this time of the year where I'm starting to think like, oh, maybe this team's actually all right. I will say they released all all Big Twelve uh, offense offensive team. We got three guys on it. Uh, which the only other team uh, that has 
anybody or uh, has uh, like the only team above us is Texas, who's predicted to win the Big Twelve. They have four. We got three. All offensive linemen is 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 who we have. Um, we have well, we should have the best line in the league. Now, we might have the best running back in the league with uh, C.J. Donaldson coming back. I actually think Garrett Green is decent. I I I, I don't know that I don't think he's a ten win quarterback, but I think he could be a six to eight win quarterback. Uh, our we're predicted. Everyone's projecting us to be the last team in the Big Twelve, which. Some, I will say, admittedly, something's not adding up there with three guys on all Big 12, unbelievable running back, like literally a really good running back, and I think a really solid quarterback. Uh, and then defensively is where we're concerned, right? But if you look at the the the, the large, uh, the overall body of work of Neil Brown, every year defensively has been amazing. One year has been a train wreck. Uh, so, and his his line is, uh, they didn't forget how to coach. We just gotta restock the restock the cupboard. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic, but I think it's one of those years where we could win one game or we could win eight. If we finish last in the Big Twelve, is Neil Brown fired? If we if we don't go to a bowl game, I think Neil Brown's fired. We're talking about bowl here, game is five hundred. I know. Well, I'm saying like if if I think if he's I think if they if they win five games, I think even if they do go to a bowl game at five hundred, I think that uh, I think that he's 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 toast. I so think he's got to see. Minimum seven, potentially even eight. So you're you're saying that we will be in a financial position to be able to make this move at the end of the season? Uh, we'll be in a doesn't matter position. We'll we'll make it happen. We could we could swing it um, now, but nobody wants to. Uh, at the end of this year, there's there's there really is no there's 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 no there's no there's nowhere else to go. If we're we're eating it, I, I in my opinion, at the end of the at the end of next year. Uh, if 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 this is just another spin around the Neil Brown carousel, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I ho- I certainly hope so. Neil Brown has been a, a thorn. Although I was excited about him, you so were you, Sean. Yeah, I mean, we don't have Texas and Oklahoma on the schedule this year. We bring it. We're playing all of like the the new patty cakes from the new you know Big Twelve. You know, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, UCF. They're all on the schedule this it year. It would pain me so greatly if we lost to Dana Holgerson. I know well, that's the Thursday night night game. They're the ones. They're projected to be one spot above us uh, in uh, oh, in the Big Twelve. So I'm sure it would make him thrilled. But it would oh to the me, max. It would pain me more than life itself. Well, they're in the conference now, so we're probably going to lose to him at some point. But uh, but he's kind of on the hot seat down there too because he's 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 really underperformed for what their standard was. Yeah, uh, remember they fired they they fired they fired their coach for like three consecutive ten win seasons. Guy has guys. I don't think the guy's cracked eight. Um, so I, look, I, I I think WVU's got a shot at doing some stuff. You know, the schedules. I, I mean, we're we're, we're in, we got a big problem with Penn State in the beginning. Should be oh, beat yeah. Duquesne, Pitt. I think we can beat Pitt at home. Um, if we can go two and one start the season, that'd be amazing. Uh, but we're, yeah, we're definitely losing to Penn State. Yeah, we yeah we we just really we just I, I will say I listened to the College Game Day podcast. Uh, and the uh, Pete Thamel, Reese Davis, those guys were kind of were indicating that uh, that Penn State should handle WVU, but it's a it's a it's a tricky opening game for Penn State uh, with all of the stuff going on with WVU, uh, and you never really you're always a little suspicious of opening a season against another Power Five team, especially in a rivalry setting. Um, so it's like if I'm Penn State, I'm like we should definitely win this game and win by a lot, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm a little. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Yeah, 
it's it's you said it's home, it's home for Penn State, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean they're and, and they're they're doing like the uh, the helmet stripe game. So the whole stadium's white except for one stripe uh, down the uh, and it's a night game. NBC national telly. Nobody, uh, nobody has more gimmicks than the Penn State football family. I know. Well, they all do. We do. We have a WVU has the has the Gold Rush, uh, the Midnight Blue game, the Stripe the Stadium. I mean, you know, they, everybody's got them. But uh, I got to tell you, Penn State football is unbelievable for the bar industry. And oh, I mean, out here, game. I feel like everybody graduated from Penn State. Jesus, I mean, uh, we're a Penn State bar at Texas, Arizona, and the crowd that they bring in. On like a, no- a noon on a Saturday, which we, let's say noon on a Saturday, we, we'd have, you know, on a good day, you know, 30 people in there, depending on the weather, depending on the time of year, all that good stuff. You know, they're bringing in like 200 people. Yeah. It, it is it is outlandish. What? Well, I mean, the- Penn State is a, is a massive brand. And at that school, you know, they are, you know, they are. I mean, that's the king. Like, everybody is. And the other thing, interesting thing about Penn State, which might lend itself more. You remember, remember Mike and Ryan, they both couldn't go to the University Park uh, for the first two years. They had to go to, like, Altoona yeah, or something. Sat- satellite. So, satellite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, that, I think that's really, like, I think most people are like that. Uh, and so it's probably, it's, like, probably, like, getting to the promised land when you can finally get to... To, to go to the Beaver Stadium and, and experience like what it's like to be like a legit Penn State student. So I bet it's like hyped up on your first two years. Uh, you know, you're making the big transition to College Park, you know? And Morgantown, they're like, ah, everybody come on in. You got a pulse? Come on down. Yeah, they do. And Morgantown, some of the people I have met that has gone to West Virginia University <laughs> are – are real troopers in life. Salt to the earth. Salt to the earth. People tell me all the time, they're like, like, nah, you know, West Virginia's a good school. And I'm like, "Uh, you know, I genuinely, I appreciate that. I appreciate you being nice here, but I know who we are here. I know, I know what we're working with here. And it's, this is an anybody gets in situation. Yeah, but then they don't, yeah. anybody gets in for the freshman year and then nobody can get into any of the colleges to actually get a degree because they fail out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, uh, listen, WVU is is what WVU is, you know? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the reasons that a lot of our guys are a little bit of troublemakers. Uh, the Pac-Man Jones, the Chris Henrys, it's because they were good enough to go to Alabama, but they were like, this seems like a bit of a headache. Our WVU was like, come on in. I remember we had a freshman after my first after my freshman year at WVU, we brought in a freshman linebacker who had been convicted of armed robbery. <laughs> and he was staying yeah. in my dorm. Come on in. Come on in there, big guy. We this guy's going to be electric on the field. We, we got room for you in the old West Virginia Mountaineers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is – West Virginia is just – is an interesting location. Yeah, it is It is what it is. Go Mountaineers. Go Mountaineers. We're going to be great. And by great, I mean I mean, I mean not great. You know, here's, a, here's a, actually something I'd like to talk, to talk about, guys. I want all three opinions. I already have my own, so I only need two more. But – Let's have a d- debate uh, on can on, let's let's ha- talk a quick debate on wearing jerseys to games. Now I've seen this now pop up a few times over the last month, and you have the camp that is like, dude, you're a grown ass man wearing another man's jersey. It's fucking weird. Then you have the camp of, hey, it's a sports game. Like we're cheering on our team like this is this is not 
you know, I'm not sitting here, you know, oh, I was about to go a really bad direction there. Uh, we're not sitting here, <laughs> not sitting here, like, you know, doing crazy shit. I just, I'm just cheering on my team, you know. I'm, I'm cheering on the old squad. And I'm well, listen, I think, I think the sport matters a lot. Like, if I see a guy at a, at a Yankee game with the Yankee button-up, Sometimes, a lot of times, they don't even have the name or number on the back. That's because well, number always, but they don't have names because that's not what Yankee tradition is. Yeah, but sometimes it's not always. It's not always. Sometimes it's just a blank back. Like they just have the straight button up. Okay. Uh, and I think that that looks okay. But like you look at like football and hockey, they're like oversized T-shirts, so you just like automatically look a little funky in in a Tom Brady <laughs> jersey. Um, I also think does it matter? Does it make a difference if it's a if it's a jersey from your childhood? Like if I was wearing, uh, you know, a Vince Carter jersey or a, an Orlando Shaq jersey, uh, does that does that change it because it's like from my childhood as opposed to wearing like a Devin Booker jersey? Well, let's talk about this. So I my take on this. So I have I am notorious for giving Sean shit about allowing a bunch of college kids to ruin his day, depending on the yes. year. I will say Sean is pretty rational in the sense that they only ruin his day when it's a big year, we're supposed to be good, mm. and, like, this is what we're doing. You know, this, this, this is a fucking terrible loss. You know, we had yeah. actual hopes to win the Big 12 this year, and you just fucking blew it against Iowa State. God, I can, underst- yeah, I can understand. So I can, I can get on board with that a little better. But it's still, to me, like, like another thing that I, li- I do give Sean shit for is, like, hey, listen, beautiful day out. Courts are open. Let's we got we got a squad all of a sudden. Let's play three on three basketball. Sean's a good basketball player, so I kind of need him on my team. And he's like, no, I'd rather watch West Virginia get absolutely trounced by Baylor. So that, that is something I will give Sean. <laughs> Sounds shit like for. you it's have like, a specific incident in your mind. <laughs> yeah, that is something that I will give Sean shit for because that's just not like I if if West Virginia is good that year, I'm also skipping basketball. I want to go watch the Mountaineers see can they can we make make a run at the Big Twelve here. So. I'm on record for kind of leaning towards the, hey, this is grown men you're wearing. You're, you're wearing some other grown men's jersey. But in actuality, I think I lean the other way. Like, put on a jersey. Like, go watch a game. Like, enjoy it. If this is something that, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't particularly like their line of work. You know, maybe they do actually hate their wife. Their wife, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, this is a getaway for them. And, you know, throw on a fucking Derek Jeter jersey. Go cheer on the Yankees, even though they're in last place in the AL East right now. Go cheer on the Yankees. Have a few beers with your buddies and enjoy the day. I, I, I'm not on board with the, you know, let's look down on people for getting involved on a, in a team and being, yeah, being excited I mean, it, about it team is, playing. It's most certainly no, not abnormal to be a fan of a team. Um, like that is that's a very common that's the reason ESPN is like yeah, those men that's a, a man thing like we like sports um, I think you and I come from a very different perspective here where like it's like oh you see somebody wearing uh, you know uh, a Travis Shaw jersey and it's like well I was just playing this weird monkey in the middle game with him in the ocean in Puerto Rico. So it's a little weird that this grown gentleman is wearing his jersey, right? Like, yeah. like, like I, that's, I get that, right? And, I, you know, we've, I've seen it with the NBA. You've seen the Major League Baseball. So, like, that is weird. Like, it's weird to me that I'm wearing a jersey. Interestingly, uh, one of the big debates when I was with the Lakers was, like, we're going to go play the Cavs. Are you going to are you gonna wear Kyrie shoes, right? Uh, are you going to wear LeBron shoes? And there were I some guys who were like, that. Yeah, some guys were like, I don't care. Some guys were adamant, absolutely not. 
uh, because I'm like, you know, I'm like worshiping him. And there was all these those, those stories of back in the day uh, of you know Michael Jordan playing against Jim Jackson, and Jim Jackson is like jawing him the entire first half. Uh, Jim Jackson scoring a, a bunch of you know a bunch of points. Michael scores like 45 in the first half or something, something crazy, some crazy number. Uh, and then at halftime, they're walking into the tunnel together. And, you know, Jim Jackson's calling him an old man. Uh, and eventually, MJ just turns and says, "Man, you can't talk shit to me if you're wearing my shoes, right?" Uh, and like, like, there's all of those, all of those types of things. So, like, from that perspective, like, I know I've uh, I've had conversations with these guys. Like, I know this guy's an ass clown. This guy's crazy. Like, this guy's not even a nice person. Uh, so, like, we get that. We see it from that end. Uh, but from the outside perspective, like, there's there's still like these celebrity guys who are like propped up in this world of of like untouchables like it's still like holy crap like this guy you know is he doesn't live in the same stratosphere as everyone else except for the fact that we know that he does um so like even for me it's odd for me to wear like i you won't see me wearing a jersey you'll see me representing the squad no doubt um but you won't see me wearing the jersey of a 19 year old college sophomore uh, even though he's racking up yards on Saturday, <laughs> what are you thinking, Tebow? What do you, where do you, where do you fall in this world? Um, I think that if you're over the age of 20 and you bring a baseball mitt to a baseball game, you should be in jail. <laughs> uh, okay, no, hold on. Let me stop you right there on that then- because that is a dangerous. I, I'm not going to bring the glove, but if you're sitting down there, I know they have the nets now. You- but those foul balls are coming in hot. Like I went to it. I went on a date to the Diamondbacks game one time, and I couldn't even enjoy the day because the whole time I felt like I was creeping in at shortstop, making sure I wasn't getting smoked. Well, yeah. As somebody who got a Ryan Howard opposite field home run and didn't have a glove, front row, coming in, it was a screamer, and you know I, I took it off the chest like a man. I didn't have a glove. Did you really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just took it off the chest like a man. Did you just whiff the catch? No, no. I mean, it's an opposite field home run, first row. <laughs> Tebow's like, yeah, no. It's, cu- it's I mean, it's coming in like this, opposite field, right? So the ball's coming in like this. It's not, it's not dropping down. It's coming in. It was a screamer. I mean, yeah. what are you gonna be like this? Like, no, I just. Well, oh. I figure you catch it. Yeah, no, I just. You, I caught you it off chested the, it yeah. on purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, you like try to catch it off the chest? Yes. The thing was coming oh, okay. in so okay. fast. What are you gonna I, do? This? Okay, no. I, you break your nose and end up on ESPN. Uh, no, 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 I thought. Well, I was not. I wasn't imagining scream. I was imagining that you're like no, like no, the, no. This thing, bunch of people going op- like that. Opposite field home run. So it's not. Yeah, it's curving. Okay. It's, is it hooking? Yeah, it's, it's hooking. Okay. My dad. Everybody's like, here it comes. Here, my my poor dad's next to us. <laughs> oh my man, dad, that's great. My dad's like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And it was going. It was going right for him. I'm like, holy shit. And so I just shuffle over. I like scoot him out of the way, and I just took it off the chest and caught it. It was great. Wow, electric. Electric. The crowd went nuts. All no mitt. No mitt. No okay. mitt. No. That All right, vote, so mitt over say, 20 uh, is yeah, unacceptable. That's unacceptable. As for jerseys, like, I don't know. It's funny to see people that, you know, all the guys that hate their wives and are too into the team, and it's the only thing that they care about. Like, it's a little aggressive to see them in a jersey. It's more how you act. If you just wear the jersey and enjoy the game, like, that's fine with me. But if you're just an overzealous fan in a jersey and it's a little aggressive, like, the jersey seems a little weird now. And um, yeah, I listen. I will. I will. Here's the thing. I, I am. Let, I want everyone to just live whatever life they want to live. Yeah. I don't care what one. you do. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, you do. I do think it's, you know, I don't. I'm with you, Tebow. Like, you're just enjoying the game with the jersey on. You represent the team and watching the game, whatever. That seems normal to me. When, you, when we have face paint on and we're. That doing, is a no go. 
So out listen, after college, that's out. I I'm I don't really give a fuck what you do. As a player, I made fun of you because I would sit there, like, if you yelled at me, I'd be like, dude, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> but and now looking back, I look at these people and it's I hate to say it, this might be a good clip, but I hate to say it, but I my immediate thought is What's your home life like, bud? <laughs> like, what is what? In, what are you escaping from? Yeah, like where where are we at here? Are you, are you struggling with something? Like, it's it's what it's a great a great quote, Sean. What are you escaping from? That's my I I don't know if it's mean to think that immediately, but that is my you know raw, authentic, original first take. Like, that's the first thought that goes through my mind when I see something like that. It's like okay, this means a lot to you. It's clearly something you need in your life, which is fine. You know, that's what sports are there for. But what are you getting away from? Like, why is this so valuable? Well, to there's a cl- there's a clear line, right? Like, there's a clear line between like I'm into the game, I'm into the team, and like this is too much. Like a lot of times we see like the guys, like some of the front row guys in an NBA game, just like screaming at a at a player. Like mm-hmm. you've crossed it. Uh, the face paint, you've crossed it. The beer bellies, you've crossed it. Uh, but I like. I think it's like totally okay to 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 rep the team, go to the game, get into the game. You know, be cheering and uh, being part of the crowd environment when uh, you know when you know it's a big point of the game and everyone's making noise and it's your home team. I think it's totally okay to make noise. Um, I think you know. I I think all of that is 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 kosher. It's a great experience. A great. A great part of the, you know, the experience of, of you know, supporting the team. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I don't – like the face paint, like all that stuff is where – Where do they okay. find – so, like, I there's this conspiracy theory. Like, the the NFL has, like, these super fans. And they have, they're at every team and every game, and they fly them out to the draft, and they have the cameras on them. And do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like the outrageously dressed super fans. Well, you got like the dog, the dog pound for Cleveland, the Raider crazy dudes. They got the Jets guy with the f- fireman Joe or whatever for the Jets. I, I didn't know every. Th- does every team actually have them though? I don't know. Let's let, let's look some of these oh, guys. Wow, up. I thought I, I got. I panicked there for a second. I thought that for those watching on YouTube, you'll know. But for those listening, yeah, here, here, like sudden, here, here we go. Blank. These are the NFL super fans. These these these. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Well, that guy is like that a the Chiefs guy. Just got arrested yeah, yeah, or something. He, he robbed a bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Part of the course. Part of the course. He was like robbing banks on the way to away games. I think. I mean, absolute legend. Uh, and then, so then there's there's this guy. Okay. I mean, okay, that's over the line. So, I would say that's like, I would say that's exceptionally over the line. Is this guy like? Is this guy married? Like yeah, like that guy. That guy goes to work on Monday morning. What's the exact? Yes, <laughs> without the bear arms. That guy wakes up, has a nice breakfast with his wife, and just walks out yeah. in full shell. Honey, have you seen? Have you seen my bear arms? Yeah, have you seen the left arm, babe? And he just puts on a full shell, a jersey, and walks yeah. out like, who are these? That that is that 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 to me is over the top. No, it's definitely over the top. Um, definitely no question of okay, over the top. Uh, you know, all of these are are over the top. It's just you know, like you said like, no. But are these I real want... people, or does the NFL have like a a fan fund? Yes. And and no, I mean, it's I would them. I don't think that it's I don't think I do think they're real people. It is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. You don't see this at the uh, but WVU, level though. Well, WVU, you remember that guy, Big Cat, Big Cat, the WVU yeah. Big Cat guy. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Which he's, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming that he is no longer with us, but he used to come to every game dressed in like suspenders, WVU suspenders and stuff. Um, I think you do see this at the college level, but it's mostly, it's mostly the, uh, like the students. Uh, I, but he's got to imagine that it's the students who are doing that, you know, just never stopped being that guy. Yeah. Um, and I think the NFL, like you say, like, like TiVo, it took one Google search and it brought up almost every single team. Yeah. I think the NFL puts it out there and, yeah. and right. publicizes I, that's these my people, which makes is, them want to do it is more. The NFL, no, I don't the think NFL paid. is hiring these people. No, I, I don't think. <laughs> that is what bold. A, no, it's what a, not. What a clip. There's one in every team. There's one in I might, There might be some facilitating of certain people like that, but I, I don't, I'm not I aware of them on every team. I big cat football fan. Nothing came up. Oh, but this is he's he's long ago. I'm surprised that didn't. Up. I'm surprised nothing came up though. Yeah, I'm surprised nothing <laughs> came up. Yeah, um, uh, dude, I don't know. I, listen, I I, th- I think Roger Goodell's a dirty dog. Okay, he's a dirty a dog. A dirty dog, and he is facilitating this football fandom. Like these aren't real people that decide to dress up like this every week. I mean, it is, it, it is crazy. It is crazy. In the loony bin. Because how and then how are they front row? You're telling me you have the audacity to wear stuff like that every week in and out, and you're sitting in the front row, and the cameras know where you are all the time, and you're at. The well, that's flat. what I'm saying. I think like the team, the teams might have like the dog pound section, uh, which I think that actually might be a thing. And then the, what's the black hole for the Raiders? Right, the Lambo leap, the cheese heads. Is it over the top to wear a cheese head? I don't think so. <laughs> some guy well, was wearing a cheese head at the Phillies game last night. It was like Phillies Brewers, and some guy's just sitting there <laughs> okay. with a cheese head. With a cheese. <laughs> well, I, I listen. Let's have a discussion about this. Let's dive deeper during this round rabbit hole. I think that's uh, something to be talked about. We're asking what you're getting away from. You might hate your job. You might this. You might that. Front row. They're doing well in their in their work. Those no, are you can't, seats. dude. You can't. Okay, so every team has these super fans, and every team's super fans is sitting front row. There's no way that there's a makeup of these people that can literally week in and week out glitterize, bear down, cheese well, up. That's what I'm and, saying. Like, they they can afford these thousand dollar seats. Every well, week. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that the team might be facilitating it. Like, okay, these are the guys who have the the dog pound seats. Not, like, or or like if you're gonna be here, you have to meet certain criteria. So originally you said I was crazy. Now you're getting. Now you got to foot. No, no, no. But no, you're saying that Roger Goodell is over there cutting checks to the dog pound. I think they're on the payroll. I think there's certain people on the payroll. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the the individual teams are likely facilitating it in some capacity. Uh, But I don't think that they are getting paid. But I don't think they're that popular. I think the the few that I named are popular. But the other ones, I don't like. I don't. Who else? Dude, I, d- I'm d- telling you, the Jets guy sits in the middle of the stands. He retired because he wasn't. He retired. You know why? Because the, the contract, the contract negotiations. Fireman Ed was the lifeblood of that. Fireman Ed. That's what he's it like. Was. Why would he retire? Why? The whole stadium, fifty thousand people love him every week. Because <laughs> it's why would because it's nauseating no, to do that no, every the, week. The payroll. He needed. He needed a raise. He wasn't getting pension. Exactly. Exactly. I think this guy likes now this this fall during NFL Sunday and you're going to see one on every game and you're going to be like, wow, I didn't notice. I will. I, didn't I will notice look for the Bengals had a super fan. I didn't notice the Houston Texans had a super fan. Like, why do the Houston Texans have a guy dressing like that when they're one in 15? Can you explain that to me? I mean, but is it like is it like a guy or is it like a bunch of guys in the front row? I think you always get a guy sprinkled around the stadium. 
Right, but, but is it? Do they have the how, Texan no, team? Dude, man, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of Texan super fans. I believe a, it, but I don't think that they're like a like a squad on the front row. No, every game. no, they're individuals who are on the payroll. There's the all right. Those are just psychopaths. <laughs> like the luchador. <laughs> the luchador. No, I'm telling you. you heard, I think you heard it here first. I think this has legs, and we're gonna keep tabs on it. Okay. Well, listen. I I don't think that they're on payroll, but. You know, TiVo brings up some very good points. They're sound points. Uh, I lean a little bit towards the more realistic option where they're probably just being publicized a ton by the team. But listen, maybe would it be the most surprising thing we've ever heard if they were being paid to be doing this? No. No. I mean, this is seemingly would, just another mascot. I would like to say that I did find uh, I did find our guy, WVU Big Cat, Roger Sikorsi. He has perished. Right. He has perished. Right. He has perished in 2016. Brief on his obit here. Uh, he started attending West Virginia football games in 1963 as a young boy, selling hot dogs and programs just to get inside the stadium. He attended 383 games and more than 20 bowl games. He started wearing the trademark gold hard hat in '69. It is covered with WVU decals and collection of buttons. He was a lifelong member of the Mountaineer Maniacs, which is, from my understanding, only students. Uh, and is easily recognizable by his hard hat and his special apron. Uh, he visited Don Nealon, players, blah, 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 family of Yeah, He attended a bazillion games in a row. Did it say what he died from? Uh, no, Opitz really never do that. He has been cremated. <laughs> oh, he had a courageous two-year battle with cancer. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, well, rest in peace, Big Cat. Uh... I'm, that's all I'm going to say on that. But <laughs> that, heated, that heated debate went in the grave with Big Cat. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. But, um, yeah. All right, all NFL, go, before jump on to Hard Knocks because since we're on the NFL. Okay, well, Hard Knocks is uh, – <laughs> All right, fuck Hard Knocks. Oh. What do you want to – Hard Knocks, it's a show. <laughs> I mean, honestly, is this not just putting out more of that, that thought process that Aaron Rodgers is kind of a douche? Uh, that is my view of it. It's you know you see there. there I don't know. The, I don't know if you guys could talk more about. It. Has this happened in other hard knocks? Have other teams been pushing against it? Oh, what the cuts thing? Just anything. Well, I've never. Se- I mean, they're always pushing against. Nobody ever wants to be on hard knocks, and there's like specific oh, okay. so rules about the Jets. No, yeah, no, no. there's specific wants, rules okay. as to like who can be on it. Like you can't have a first year head coach. You can't have made the playoffs last season. Uh, something like that. There's a couple of things like that where so there's only like five teams that were eligible for it. Uh, but ev- the, what they're what what I've seen that they're pushing back on is having cameras involved when they're cutting players, which is a staple of Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, what it is, it's like they sprinkle in the studs. Um, well, they I won't say that they document the studs pretty good, but the storylines, the whole camp is like they'll follow like three or four guys. Uh, who are bubble guys, you know, undrafted free agents, seventh round pick or something like that, uh, you know, a, a free agent that was signed. Uh, a lot of times, some, I think a lot, it's like a like a reserve quarterback, uh, and it's about following them. How do they do in the preseason games, taking them through camp, a little story context. Uh, and then at the end, it's like, who are the, which of these guys are making the team? You remember my best friend, uh, Austin Lexi, his brother was one of those guys. Uh, who, when he was on the Dolphins, he was one of the guys they were following around camp, uh, and he eventually got cut at the end of camp. So it's a staple of hard knocks. And I will say, 
Like it is, you always feel bad for them in that situation. I mean, obviously, Patrick, you can speak to this, but like, it, you always feel bad for them in that situation. But uh, what I really like about it is like a lot of these guys like handle it like pros. You know, they're just like, I understand. Thank you, coach. I appreciate the opportunity. And some guys like tear up, and you know, they're like, you know, at the end, the last day of camp, they're like, okay, coach needs to see you, and you know, you know what it is, right? So it's definitely tough. It's live but, theater, though. It's live theater. Yeah. As the as the player, do you feel like the coach has like really got your back uh, if he's not letting the hard knocks cameras in for that? Are you like are you happy about that? I mean, you don't care if you're Aaron Rodgers, but you care if you're a bubble guy. Does that add to the to the like uh, the camaraderie of this team? No, because if you're already thinking about getting know. cut, like you're not gonna make. It. I know, but you just like you're just almost like setting the tone to like this is our team, this is our house, it's we against them, you know? Yeah, no, I think it's mainly nothing. No one really gives a fuck. Um, I don't, I, I mean, it could, it's maybe one small piece of setting the tone of how you're going to coach and how you have people's back. But, you know, typically speaking, fringe guys, people like to pretend they care about them, but they really don't. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's like, oh damn. Like, you know, when, when I got released from teams, like I was a good teammate. So people liked me, at least that's what they told me. But like, you know, like, oh fuck, Pat got released. And then and they go play their game. Business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Then they go yeah. play their game. Because it so happens like, all the time. Cuts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they'll bring 100 guys in camp, 40 of them are getting cut. Yeah. Before the show, we talked a little bit about how I thought that they, the <clears throat> word that the Jets used was inhumane. I think that's a bit much uh, because, I, you know, when we talked about the word inhumane, like we're talking about like like crazy shit that happens in the world that's inhumane. I guess there's probably a, a, a definite – there's definitely a definition out there that may cover something like this. But – I think that's aggressive. I, I, the, my actual take on this is that I understand, like, like these these guys are young. They're, they're kids. Like at 21, 22, I'd be like, "Fuck, I really don't want to get released on camera." But then at my age now, I almost would like to look back on it and yeah. be like, "Oh, what was that? You know, you know, how did I react?" That's you know, that, and you look back as an adult and be like, ah, "That's kind of what I signed up for as a going into pro sports." Yeah. yeah. So like, as from a kid's perspective, you're like. Fuck, you know, my family's gonna is gonna see this. My friends yeah. are gonna see me get cut. Like, it all sucks. But in re- like looking back on it, like it's kind of a cooler way to get cut. You know, yeah, like, and I will say, I, I think you and I talked about this, Patrick, when we were both getting fired simultaneously. Uh, well, the worst part was telling people HBO oh, kind of saving you the saving you the the trouble. Yeah, not tune in Sunday at eight. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to find out my update, just just watch Hard Knocks this week, uh, yeah. and please don't text me about it. <laughs> But like HBO is following you around, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, uh, like as a young guy, fringe Dude. guy, that could be and most likely will be the top and, for you. And you showcase mm-hmm. your personality. I think a lot of these guys, like every every year, there's somebody that breaks through, and like you can parlay that into like a little bit of a social media following or whatever. So like, has anybody mm-hmm. ever? I mean, do you guys know? Has anybody ever, uh, you know, like raised a stink about this in the past? Like a guy who got cut? You can't. I mean. Yeah, you can't. You can't at all. You're trying to get another job. And you're competing like you're, at any, you're a zero, you're a zero. At any level of entertainment in this country and countries around the world that are developed and have television. When you're competing for anything over twenty five thousand dollars or more, it's recorded on camera and it's distributed yeah. and there's winners and there's yeah. losers. And so it doesn't matter whether it's hundred thousand dollar pyramid hosted by Michael Strahan on ABC's at seven o'clock or you're competing for the opportunity to fight for a million dollar contract and play four years for the yeah. same team and get a pension for the rest of your life in the NFL. It's going to be recorded and distributed. Yeah, this is just again, this is this is one of those things where, like, in my opinion, you're like 
fuck, I have to do this. And then a couple years down the road, you're happy you did it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know exactly how this works. There's, there's going to be – I don't know if exactly how the NFL, but I'm sure they operate similar to the MLB. There's meetings in the preseason. There's meetings with the Players Association in the preseason where other, you know, the staff and the and, uh, front office are not allowed in those meetings. It's talked about veteran players like Aaron Rodgers, these big-time guys that want to have a voice and want to talk about this. You always have a player reps for the teams. They take likings to younger guys and guys they like and remember being in their shoes, and it's something they talk about in these meetings. Hey, we don't want this. We don't want guys getting shown that getting cut. We feel bad for them, so on and so forth. And that's how this stuff gets popped up. They'll make these rules, and then that's it's is what it is. But when in the grand scheme of things, when you look back on these types of moments, like as an adult, I would look back and, and say, like, uh, you know, it might have sucked to go through it. Which, yeah, getting released sucks to go through it. But you know, being followed around by HBO, it's cool. Something don't people don't get to do that. You can parlay yeah. that, like Tivo said, into other things if you if you take advantage of it. Like, it's an opportunity more than anything, and it's an opportunity that. If we, if we really want to get to the the, the 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 core of this, it's an opportunity that very few football players in this world get to be broadcast on national television week in and week out for I don't know how long they follow them around for and then have the ability to parlay that into a following. You know how many, you know how many uh, college football players would kill to be, to be able to have that opportunity for hard knocks and they could cut at the end of it instead of ending their career in college? So, like, it's, to me, it's not inhumane. You're getting paid. Uh, the player association better be you know, making sure that these guys are compensated for them being followed around. Uh, but it's, I just think that it's, I think it's a bit much, and I think it's a, a, just another way of being soft, in my opinion. Like just like I told you, I've said I think consecutively on almost every podcast we've talked about in the last month how how I've been disappointed with major league baseball players when I was playing and how soft they were with fans yelling at them. Like mm. you know, you know, it's part of the. I thought it was part of the fun. You know, you know, yeah, Pat, you suck. No, I know I suck. Uh, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> is this the, the clip we're ending on? Yeah, I thought we'd wrap it up with this. Yeah. So, but yeah, so long story short, my, my take on this is that I think it's a bit soft and I think they should just do it. And I think it could be, if the players take it the right way, I think it could be fun for them and, and profitable for them. Uh, but TiVo's got a clip for us to end and we're live reaction. Sean and I have not seen this clip. In any capacity, well, so, I haven't seen uh, this. It's a, complete, pulled, li- yeah, complete live I, reaction. I pulled this for Sean because this is a clip of a guy on a bachelor party, and it it, it apparently uh, wow, he got I that was a mannequin for. Oh no, no, he got slipped. Something. So he got slipped something in Vegas, and he ended <laughs> up. I believe this is at. I think this is at the win, but it doesn't matter. It was on the Las Vegas Strip, and he got slipped something. And then I have another fact. After we'll debate, you know what what this looks like. Okay. Is he? Oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> the guy in the Broncos tee is loving it. He is loving it. Oh, that's probably the Broncos, right? That guy's going to work on Monday. Well, actually, he might not be. In the background. 
So the background on this is this guy was on a bachelor party with his friends. So he was with a group of people. This wasn't like some cracked out person <laughs> off the street on meth that just ran into the casino. This person was with a group and they were all they got they got an order of drinks and they were just having a drink. They were getting ready to go to dinner and then he his friends said, you know, and then this police report like, "Oh, we all got one drink. He was fine." And then he said he had a stomach ache and he got up and walked away from the table and we couldn't find him for a couple hours and then found out that he got arrested. So the the story here, this is just this is just like the classic of like uh everyone's getting ready for this bachelor party and everyone's like guys just he Johnny is just a nutbag. Like he's oh, we got to keep we I just don't want him to go crazy again. You know like like we got to we got to make sure that he's not going nuts. Like let's try to keep him in check. All his friends are standing up for him saying that he's not this type of person and they're claiming that he was something was slipped in their drinks. And that I mean, that's his take, that's I mean, his yeah, friend's take I, and and on top of this, happy wife happy life. You think if you did this that your fiance or wife would be happy with you? <laughs> Oh no! I don't. I think his, she would be happy with me. Going, under any his wife is going on a press tour for him, fighting for him, saying, "My husband is a father and a beautiful person. He would never act like this. He would never do this. We need to find the person oh, that maybe. drugged him, and and we're the victims here. He's not a criminal, and that and that." And well, that listen. The real is, moral of the story is: don't say anything. You don't. Yeah, I don't think this is one where you no press tour, nothing. Just let it slide under. It's gonna have. It's gonna be out there for forty eight hours, and you can slip under the radar. You'll still have to deal with the legal ramifications, but yeah, I'm not saying a damn word about it. He's going to jail. Uh, he's probably. He's probably gonna get held in jail. A lawyer's probably gonna bail him out. Gonna get him, and he'll pay a fine for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Public, yeah, yeah, yeah. public uh, was it indecent exposure Inde- or something? Yeah, like that? there might you're be a couple. Not gonna go to jail for much there. <laughs> and if he's got nothing prior and he's a lovely man. They're, yeah. they're not. They're going to make him pay a fine in community service. Move on, Vegas baby. Um, Vegas baby. It's not the worst. It's it's probably not the worst thing they saw that day. <laughs> all right, those clubs at night. If I ever get married, I'd love my wife to stand up to me like that. That's all I got to say. Well, I would so, appreciate that. No question. So would, I. so would I. All right. Before we end, that's a great clip. I love that. By the way, Tiba, keep bringing those. That'd be really cool if you can keep finding stuff like that. Um, but. Yeah, I'll just keep. I want to end something. The already got for naked men in casinos. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I've already asked Sean. I want to get Tebow's opinion. I'm asking everyone on this. And I, and I will give you a little bit of context with the votes afterwards. Tebow, in a major city, what would you expect to be charged for a Tito's soda? And now just to keep it consistent with the, with the voting, I'll give you four options. Seven to nine dollars. Ten to twelve dollars. Thirteen to fifteen dollars, or fifteen and up. Uh, a major city. Is there like a? Is it a bar? We had a dive bar. So no, I'm, I'm just bar. giving a very, giving a very general. Just first thoughts. Okay, I'm in. I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. I'm in L. A. I'm in you know Dallas. What do I expect my bill to be for one Tito's one soda? Tito's and soda. Uh, in Chicago, New York, Tito's soda. Yeah, eleven ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. So yeah, so you're kind of in the eleven to thirteen. So I think that's kind of for for context here, and it's kind of interesting here what we got. We have just about six hundred votes on Twitter, uh, five hundred eighty six votes. Fifty five point five percent of them are at the ten to twelve range. Twenty twenty about twenty percent are at seven to nine. Twenty percent thirteen to fifteen, and then four percent fifteen and up. A little bit interesting. A much smaller sample size. 
but a little bit more interesting on LinkedIn. A little bit of a different crowd over there, at least the way they're, they're viewing social media over there, a little bit just a different platform. 67% said 10 to 12. 22% said 13 to 15. 15 uh, 11% say 15 and up. And 0% say 7 to 9. Yeah. No, 7 to 9 you're not going to get unless you're at yeah, a shit bar. Yeah, no. I, 7 to 9, you're, you're pretty much you – that's what you want. That's not what you, that's not <laughs> what you think you're going to get. Um, but I, I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff with the bars and, and you know, inflation and rent and everything's gone up so much trying to see kind of where people's heads are at in pricing. Uh, but so I was just curious about your thoughts. You're, you're kind of in between that, uh, 10 to 15 range. Yeah. I mean the 10, uh, the 10 range is for just like, you know, kind of your average bar. You just walk into there's sports, there's TVs, no flair. And then that upper echelon pricing comes in, you know, if you're at the rooftop bar, it's going to be 18, right? So then, yeah. you know, that middle range bar of like, oh, you're at a nice restaurant or a fancier little lounge, you're going to hit that 13 to 15. So, and, and just for my own sake, TiVo, since you've been to my bars at Green Rock, what would you expect to, the bill to come out? <laughs> well, well, I'm fucking not free. There, so it's zero. Yeah, zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Green Rock, Tito's, and Soda. Um, I'm looking at, I'm going to go with, yeah, probably like 11.99. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, there you have it, folks. The, the, the olive oil DJs is just amazing entertainment, and so you, you, <laughs> shout, you pay for that. Shout out olive oil. Shout out olive oil. You're paying for that. They're expensive as fuck. You're yeah, paying those for that confetti cannons aren't free. All right. No. <laughs> and, and, and no, you know what's no. not free? Napkins. <laughs> no, they're not free, can we, guys. Can we actually just for a fun fact for a future pod? Can you get the accounting department to add up your expenditure of napkin throwing per year? Yeah. That yeah. Would be a I'll great find that fun out. Fun fact. I will, I will, I will find that out how much we spend on average per per annum on on napkins. If you if you're not from or you don't follow me on Instagram where you'd see it, uh, we throw a tremendous amount of napkins. Yeah. It's like their signature thing at Green Rock. It's, it happened before I bought it. I've kept it because it's been good for the bar. But uh, it would be interesting to see how much. It would also be interesting to see how many units we throw. How many units yeah, of napkins? Like Daryl Philbin. <laughs> it's like I moved like two point two billion units of paper. Yeah, are you two point two billion? And it's like the Mario coins. Like we just make the clip like. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Oh man. All right. Well, guys, appreciate listening. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. Enjoy your week at work, and hopefully this week is not bad enough where you have to paint yourself at the end of it and root on your favorite team. So uh, enjoy your week, guys.